Welcome to the Gospel Matrescence Podcast. Matrescence, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional transformation women go through when becoming a mother. This developmental stage of life is as powerful and irreversible as adolescence, and yet few women have ever heard of it. Our communities have little to no rites of passage to celebrate or prepare for it, but here, at Gospel Matrescence, we apply a biblical worldview to the beautiful and sometimes painful metamorphosis of motherhood. Come, let's navigate motherhood together. In this episode, we are going to discuss matrescence and mental health. Um, we're going to ask, what are some of the implications for understanding the process of matrescence? How has um, the developmental and psychological and social changes that women go through either contributed to their mental health or taken away from their mental health. We're going to dig a little deeper into some of the history of matrescence and the research that has been done. Um, and I'll leave you with a few challenges and resources that you can look into if this episode piques your interest. So um, last episode, episode two, we discussed the history of the um teachings of matrescence, how the gospel informs matrescence. And we learned about these two really um, special women, Dana Raphael and Aureli Athen, and how they have contributed to some of the work and research that's been done on matrescence. Um, now, Aureli Athen, who is the woman who um, kind of is trying to repopularize the idea of matrescence. Uh, she has a website called matrescence.com and there are numerous articles on there. And one of the articles um, kind of shares some of her passion for educating people on this topic. And one of the things that she points out in one of her articles is that up until around, you know, the year 2000, well, when Dana coined the term in um, 1973, and then the work that's been done in the subsequent years, um, all focus on matrescence and motherhood came from a place of psychopathology. Meaning when I say the word psychopathology, you know, the study of your psyche and pathology is disease or, um, where it went off track. And so we see the vast majority of the research that's been done on motherhood is studying the psychopathologies that come from women who are struggling in motherhood. So that deeply concerned Aureli because she thought, how are we going to learn what the normal path of motherhood looks like when we're always looking for disease. And she explains in this article that she's a, a professor and teaches psychology at the college level. And um, she does, she kind of explains how she um, comes in front of a large group of people. And she said, without fail, this happens every time. I do some free association where I'll just say out a word and I'll let the audience say back to me whatever word comes to their mind. And she'll start with some really lighthearted words, um, McDonald's, quarter pounder or whatever it might be that people think of when they think of that word. And she said, without fail, every time I say the word postpartum, the audience shouts back depression. 
because those words have been used so interchangeably in our society that when we think of a a woman who's in her postpartum, postpartum meaning after the delivery of the child, we automatically associate these things with some type of psychopathology of postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. And that really bothered her. She thought if we really want to understand the normal workings of a woman, why are we always looking for disease? Why are we always looking for ways that it goes wrong? Why don't we look for just the normalcy of motherhood and stop over medicalizing the process of motherhood. Now at this point, I'm going to pause and I'm going to recommend another resource to you that if you are interested in mental health and just, um, what is going on today as we as a society are living through perhaps one of the greatest mental health crises that have ever been experienced. Um, there is a book that I read this summer. It's called saving normal. Um, the subtitle is an insider's revolt against the out of control psychic diagnosis in the DSM five, big pharma and the medicalization of ordinary life. Now that's a really big subtitle, but it's written by um, Dr. Alan Francis and, um, He's looking at, he calls it an insider's revolt against the diagnostic system and big pharma because he served as the chair for the DSM-5. So if you're unfamiliar with that, the DSM is a diagnostic and statistical manual. Um, I apologize. It was actually the DSM-4 that he served as a chair for, but it was his job to gather all of the psychiatrists and psychologists that came together to give their thoughts on this giant diagnostic manual that pretty much almost every doctor and counselor and psychiatrist uses today to look for the um, symptoms and the diagnostic criteria to diagnose people. So this is something that he, you know, was super involved in, in the seventies and eighties and nineties. And now as he looks back on his career, he shares that he so regrets being part of that diagnostic system because he believes that the diagnostic system is so broken. And one of the reasons he says is because we are taking ordinary life and we are medicalizing it, or you could say psychopathologizing it, that we are taking normal human experiences and we are putting labels on them and saying, if you have this normal human experience, then you have a disease. And that's why the title of the book is Saving Normal, that he's trying to save the right for humans to feel normal human emotions. And in many ways, this is the same thing that Aureli Athen is trying to do for motherhood. She's calling to people to stop medicalizing motherhood. Stop psychopathologizing motherhood. So many of the things that these moms are going through are normal human experiences when a woman becomes a mother. And yet we have created so many different categories of disorders that come along with motherhood. Um, she shares the, you know, there's a, there's a acronym PMDS, and that stands for perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Um, perinatal is we have prenatal and we have postnatal. Perinatal is surrounding the whole natal process. So perinatal mood and anxiety disorders actually include those that come before the baby's born and those that come after the baby's born. Um, but we have six major types of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders that we can read about in the DSM. And then there's numerous other offshoots of different types of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. And one of Aureli Athens' big arguments is 
so much of what these women are experiencing is normal to the human experience. And if they were surrounded by other women, and if our society talked about these things and gave more support to women, they wouldn't be left with just a 30 minute appointment with a doctor who then slaps a label on them and gives them a pill and tells them to go home and take the pill and that hopefully they won't be struggling with as much anxiety. Um, but she says that so many of those experiences are normal to motherhood and that we do great harm when we medicalize the art of mothering in the same way that Dr. Alan Francis is saying we are doing great harm. We are medicalizing normal life and that he feels it's now his calling to try to save normal and help people see how important this is. So he, Dr. Alan Francis writes extensively about this pathologization or medicalization of normal human behavior. Um, I also want to introduce you to one other resource. Um, his name is Dr. Bruce Perry. He uh, wrote a couple really famous books. One of his books is called The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog. And it's a um, many stories about him dealing with children that experienced severe childhood trauma. But he also wrote a second book. And his second book is called What Happened to You? He wrote this, um, co-authored it with Oprah. And he is digging deep into mental health and factors that contribute to our mental health and factors that greatly harm our mental health. And in the book, What Happened to You, he claims, well, let me pause. Back in 2006, Dr. Bruce Perry decided that he was going to let go of the modern um, diagnostic system to treat children in trauma. He found no benefit in it. He did not see any fruit from the DSM or um, putting labels on children. He, he, decided I'm going to pursue a different path. And this is a man who is truly world renowned for dealing with some, he was the psychologist who dealt with the children that were removed from the Branch Davidian compound, um, in Waco, Texas. He's dealt with some very, very high level childhood trauma. So, um, and he is a teacher on, um, becoming trauma informed and has created a really beautiful diagnostic and treatment system. That's an alternative to the DSM. Well, in Dr. Bruce Perry's work, he, um, also traveled the world because he found that, you know, maybe in the West, we don't know the best way to treat mental illness or mental disorders or trauma recovery. Maybe we need to go learn from some other cultures. So he spent a lot of time in non-Western cultures and he narrowed it down to four factors that he believes contributes to the resiliency and, um, ability to grow through trauma. And he also coined a term post-traumatic wisdom. He says it's very popular to call it post-traumatic stress disorder, but he prefers to say, how do we get you to a place of post-traumatic wisdom? How do we walk through this trauma and get you on the other side of this trauma? And so these four factors that he quotes in the book, What Happened to You, um, is number one, a connection to clan, community, and the natural world. Number two, regulating rhythm through dance and song. Number three, a set of beliefs, values, and stories that bring meaning to people's suffering. And number four, substances such as supplements, um, psychopharmacology, and even hallucinogenics. And so he has said, he has 
In the book, he explains that these four factors contribute to people's recovery through trauma and mental illness and struggles more than any other thing that we're doing. And so he, it's kind of a call to say, how can we take these four factors and how can we apply them to the mental health care that we are offering in our society today? Well, I want to consider these four factors. And these are something that we're going to be doing in subsequent episodes. How would we apply these four healing factors to a woman who's going through a very rocky season of matrescence and could technically qualify for one of those perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Um, as we look at those, those include postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum OCD, postpartum psychosis, postpartum bipolar and mood disorder, and postpartum PTSD. Those are the six most commonly diagnosed um, perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. So if we take Dr. Perry's framework, the four factors that contribute to resiliency and the ability to grow towards post-traumatic wisdom, and we look at them and say, how do these apply to matrescence? Let me read them again. The four factors are one, a connection to your clan, your community, and the natural world through exposure to nature. Number two, regulating rhythm through dance and song. Number three, a set of beliefs and values and stories that bring meaning to our suffering and are often passed down from a previous generation. And number four, some type of physical substances such as supplements or psychopharmacology that sometimes can be helpful and even hallucinogenics that other other cultures will incorporate into their mental health practice. And so um, we're going to look at that and say the hope that Arelli had in wanting to inform people about this is how do we bring a connection to clan community and the natural world into our mothering as a healing factor as we go through matrescence? How do we use regulating rhythm and dance and song and I would argue worship. Um, we know that vagal nerve stimulation happens every time you sing, and that is a great healing factor when people are experiencing anxiety. So how do we incorporate that into our mental wellness practices? Um, number three, a set of beliefs, values, and stories that bring meaning to our struggles and suffering, often passed down from other generations. As we look at matrescence, there's so many ways that beliefs and values and stories of God's faithfulness from other women that are older can bring meaning to your struggles and your suffering. Um, and then number four, what's biologically going on in our bodies? What type of supplements, what type of things do we need to um, add to what our body is experiencing when we have intense hormonal imbalances and those type of things? So um, imagine you were a woman in a village that lived, you know, 500 years ago, a tribal village, and you went through some type of deep trauma. Maybe it was your labor experience. Maybe it was um, the death of a child. And imagine you were surrounded by older women, elders, family members, grandparents, cousins, people in your village that could come around you and, and offer these four things to you, that connection to clan, community, natural world. They would offer rhythm through dance and singing as a form of healing. They could offer to you a set of beliefs and values, stories of God's faithfulness, and they could even help with your nutrition and diet and supplements. Um, those think of how that would change your matrescence experience. And so as we walk through this, I'll share more in future episodes about, um, how does understanding matrescence and applying 
gospel principles help us to clarify and seek mental health and grow in post-traumatic wisdom versus get struck, stuck in post-traumatic stress disorder type of behavior. So um, that will give you a lot to think about. I challenge you to look up Dr. Bruce Perry. I challenge you to look up Dr. Alan Francis and his work in the book, Saving Normal, if this is a topic that you're interested in. So hopefully um, this episode has caused you to think on some deeper things of matrescence and how it contributes in a, to our mental health and a deeper understanding of those forms.